how to shop when you are gluten-free, have just gone gluten-free, or have a gluten-free person coming to visit. This is Angela from Gluten-Free Angela, and I'm going to share how I make the shopping expedition a little bit easier. So, have you got somebody to visit who can't tolerate gluten? Allergic to gluten? You're really scared? Have you just been diagnosed or just been advised to stop eating gluten? Hey, whatever the reason, it can be quite a challenge when you're out in those shops, those supermarkets, those farm shops and Let's face it, normally what you do is you walk into a supermarket, a farm shop, a, a corner shop, a beautiful greengrocer's, a beautiful artisan place, and you can choose anything off the shelves as long as you like it. Cut out gluten and suddenly it becomes so difficult. You walk to that free from aisle that will be probably one twentieth, one twentieth fifth of the shelf space. That's probably the most it would ever be in any shop. Unless it's 100% dedicated to being gluten-free. And this is a real challenge. So you'll walk up to that free from section, so, so limited in terms of ready meals. And let's face it, ready meals you know, in normal life, we would always prefer a home-cooked meal to something out of a packet. When we look at the, the pastas, the biscuits, you know, it's great. But I want to reassure you that this is not your only shopping option, okay? Now, this is the easiest thing. What you, If you can remember this acronym, write it down. It will help you so much and we can get you shopping in other aisles, in other shelves around that farmer's market, you know, the, the farm shops, etc. And this is browse. And what you're looking for is what's in the ingredients on the ingredients labels. So this is where it takes us a little bit more time, but we can be reassured whether something is safe to eat. And the free from aisles, that's where we're going to be able to get our pasta. That's where we're going to be able to get our bread. That's where we're going to be able to get um, the biscuits, etc. Because the biggest thing that contains gluten is wheat. And wheat is in so many things. So that's where we need to go for things that are gluten-free. There will be exceptions to the rule. And as long as you stick to this, you will be fine. So we talk, we call it browse. And you can get gluten in anything which falls into one of these categories. That's B for bran, R for rye, O for oats, W for wheat, and S for spelt. I'll just say those again. This is browse, B for bran, R for rye, O for oats, W for wheat, and S for spelt. And it's really interesting that if you just write that down, the labelling, certainly in the UK, certainly in Europe, and, and I would imagine further afield as well, the labelling has to show 
what it contains in case there's anything in there that could cause somebody to have a reaction, an allergic reaction to it. I will talk about some of the exceptions to the rules in there, but most cereals on the cereals, you can imagine there's nothing on there for us. In because there will be bran or there'll be oats or you know wheat in there. And we're talking about the bread section, all of those lovely breads that we love, you know, rye bread, spelt in bread, wheat. That means that everything is out on that on that aisle. And we have to look elsewhere for that. And then the other thing is when we think about sauces thickeners, you know, gravies, etc. There is always something used to thicken. So that's why ready meals, you know, jars of whether that's a, a curry sauce, whether that's a, you know, a Chinese flavoured sauce, etc. If you are making them at home, your go-to thickener may be something like a, a, a corn flour, but when we're looking in commercial cooking and food production, often wheat will be used as a thickener. So that's why if once we start to look at our labelling on the back, you'd be surprised at how many things on the normal aisles are okay. Now, don't... I'm just going to put a caveat in there, please. Don't start looking at pizzas. Just no point, all right? Pizzas in the free from section, not pizzas in the normal section. They they just won't be. But when we start to look at jars, when we start to look at certain ready meals or, you know, burgers, sausages, things like that, start to look at the back and you will be able to see if there's anything on the back that is bran, rye, oats, wheat or spelt. And once you get into that habit, you will find that there are some amazing little products that you can have. And I remember even, what, eight, nine years ago when I had to give up gluten. I remember trying to find sausages was so difficult. Now, so many sausages out there are gluten-free. In fact, most of them are some of the cheaper ones aren't. And, and this is because when you're bulking a product out, when it hasn't got a, a high meat density, let's, let's talk about sausages. You need to bulk that out. And wheat is a natural thing to start bulking things out and oats, etc. And all of those different types of um, cereals. Whereas when there is a really, really high meat content, then they're pushing into the premium brand anyway. And it's quite easy to put some something else in there. Um, something else, you know, I, I used to see all of these meals, you know, for 10 or 20 pounds where you, there's the main course and the sides, etc. And for years and years and years, I never, ever bothered to look at them because I may see something there and think, oh, that that meal would be lovely. It's interesting to see how certainly some of the shops, the Waitroses, the Marks and Spencers, etc. When I've looked at some of their meals, I would have been able to pick up one of those meals. I wouldn't have had all of the choice, but I certainly know the latest one in Easter, I could have had some of their meals. 
And I remember at Christmas, I had actually bought the big, well, we were getting a chicken because there were only three of us. I didn't want a turkey. didn't want to have to transport it because we're only in one location for 24 hours. Um, and I went up and I saw that there was a, a turkey joint with bacon on it, with some stuffing on it and with some um, gravy in it. And it was all gluten free. It's all free of gluten. So really start to look at the packaging, the ingredients list, and then you'll be fine. Now, I said there's a couple of things that we just need to consider. When we talk about oats, there are gluten-free oats. However, speak to the person who can't have gluten first. Some people cannot tolerate gluten-free oats. And Without being too technical, gluten, there are lots of different types of gluten. And sometimes people are, have an allergy or an intolerance to wheat gluten, the gluten found in wheat, but they're fine with, you know, the gluten-free oats. But some people just can't tolerate them at all. So just double check with them first of all, and see. The other thing that I would say as well is when you're looking at the ingredients list, it, it can say something like not suitable for celiacs or people with, you know, allergies. And sometimes this will be, you think, let me give you an example of some like cornflakes. And you may think corn, there's no wheat in corn, no gluten in corn. I'm fine with that. However, we have to think about the manufacturing plant. It may be that they process de several different cereals, that they process bran flakes, corn flakes, wheat flakes, all of those different things in that same manufacturing plant. So they have to say that for people who are extremely allergic and, and we are talking about anaphylactic shocks, that's why it has to give that that warning on there not suitable for or may contain. It, it, I think this is um, very, very prevalent, certainly in schools or at parties when we're trying to make sure that we meet everybody's needs. And we can look at the back of that label and think, yeah, there's none of the bran, rye, oats, wheat or spelt in there. But there's this little sign on the bottom that says may contain. And the levels that it may contain can still put that person into shock or they can still be ill for two weeks afterwards. And everybody is different. Some people that I know will be rushed into hospital very quickly. Some people have a delayed anaphylactic shock and they can find that they just get worse and worse and worse gradually and their body is then in shock. And it can it can leave them in hospital for quite some time. So that's why we always have to understand that person, even in a particular family, we may have somebody who can tolerate, some may contain and some people who just can't. So just ask the question and get to understand each other. Some people may have had a, a lifestyle that because of they don't enjoy cooking, 
they're used to grabbing lots of um, ready meals. And going gluten-free is a real challenge if you want ready meals. And the ready meals there aren't too good. But just start to look in the normal aisles. You'll be pleasantly surprised. And I, I know that when it comes to Christmas, I was talking to a, a fabulous gluten-free friend who has to be extremely careful because she is extremely allergic to um, any form of gluten and other things. As she said, yeah, at Christmas time, Marks and Spencers always have these little chicken Kievs and they're great. Made totally different to any other time of the year. What's on the outside is a gluten-free crumb. Um, it's amazing how many times you will be able to go in somewhere and get chicken strips with a gluten-free crumb. And that's in some of the more expensive supermarkets and those more money-friendly <laughs> supermarkets too. So have a look around. It's all about the labelling and just checking the labelling. Um, some hidden hidden products where, you know, do you actually look at the back of, of crisps? So if we have a, if you're putting a buffet out or if there's a buffet, check because it's amazing if, you know, in our household, we enjoy ready salted crisps. And it's amazing. I will go and I'll get some of the more hand cut ones, some of the small bag ones and some of the large bag ones. And we, you know, we'll have a variety, but even from the same shop or the same brand, it's amazing that one won't have any gluten in it and others will. So look at the back of crisps, look on nuts, um, all of these things that you wouldn't ever think they were in. But what I want to say to you as well is just get used to looking on the back because it may be the main brand you can't have, but you can have that own brand. And I think this is one of the revelations from uh, I love having brown sauce with things. There's nothing better than having something like um, a sausage roll with brown sauce. And I never thought I'd be able to have one of those again. But Marks and Spencers do as they're OK. They're not like good old fashioned um, sausage rolls. But, you know, for a treat, they're fine. And I love them either with a, a, a great Polish mayonnaise on there or some brown sauce on there. And I never thought I could have brown sauce again. And I couldn't with a lot of the main brands. But when I go to different supermarkets and look at the, their own version, wow, it's amazing. When I go to some of those supermarkets that I don't normally go to, I can pick up a bottle of brown sauce because their own brand is fine. So just start to... Go to different supermarkets. It's not about going for all of your food there, okay? It's about going for, for certain condiments, certain additions, certain pickles, you name it. Just have a look through. But the Marks and Spencers, gluten-free, sausage rolls in the chiller cabinet are as close to normal sausage rolls as I've ever had. The skill, the trick with those is just don't have the 
oven on as lot as high as it says because if you do a lot of the fat comes out of it and it goes a bit strange so warm them up on a much lower temperature and you'll find that the overall crispiness and lightness of that pastry is much better um i i i have not found a flaky pastry on the market that i would i would eat <laughs> I've tried them. They're in the bin. Um, so that's just my personal preference. But yeah, that's what I do. And that's what I have as a as a treat. So I do use things on the free from aisle. You know, they will do lovely quiches in there as well. And, and Marks and Spencer's is my go to place. I don't have the ready meals. I've just never eaten ready meals. Um, again, my body can't contain a lot of the chemical equivalent so I can't have a chemical substitution for sugar right I, I, a lot of e-numbers I have a reaction within my body so that's why I've got to be a, a little bit careful with what I eat as well but a lot of their you know the the fish there in breadcrumbs is fine you can make your own anyway and you can get fillets of fish you know buy the fresh fish and and, and put it in a nice batter but just have a look around and you know when I started to notice that wow I can get normal sausages like really nice sausages from Marx's and I can put them in toad in the hole now and 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 not reliant on the gluten-free ones that used to be there and I think that's great and I will see that as an absolute plus that that gluten-free range of products is quite small in certain stores because I can buy so many items as I walk around the store. Now, I'd always buy my, make my own lasagna. I've never eaten like a ready-made lasagna. That's just me. There's, you know, I've always made my own curries and things like that. So um, for me, it's not that difficult um, to make but I, I appreciate if you're used to using the jars then there may be a certain brand that you really like but there's added wheat in there so it, it's finding some and do you know what by the time you've bought some of those uh, so, some of those jars you're better making it from scratch because then you can put in you know as a thickener if you want to put ma put mashed potatoes in there to to start to thicken things I use corn flour a lot. Again, just make sure that on the back it says that there's, you know, there's no uh, may contain or not suitable for celiacs or people with allergies. And and the ones I get, I, I've never seen that on the back. Um, something you might want to check as well. I'm telling you to go off the, the normal aisles. I had a conversation with a very good friend and she was talking about... Um, uh, um, an instant yeast, how good it was and how cheap it was from this, this very competitively priced supermarket. And the next time I was in there, I had a look and it's just like, yeah, it's full of wheat. <laughs> so, you know, even little things like buying yeast, we have to check everything. And also things will change recipes will change ingredients will change um, so every time we go and buy them we have to check and I know I go to a certain um, supermarket and this is a ready meal that we have in well are these yeah they are they are a ready meal 
frozen chips because sometimes I can't be bothered to make my own chips and I do make my own triple cooked chips in the traditional way but it does take a long time um, and it's a total treat. So I buy triple cooked chips, frozen chips from certain stores and I have to check on the back because in some of them they have rice flour, in certain ones they have wheat flour. Um, so just check. Again, something I saw, this is quite a recent change, I believe. Those boxes with the, you know, the chunky chips or the little fries in, they've always had wheat flour on. And the, I just, every so often, I will turn over the packet and just say, and I saw there were some sweet potato fries that didn't have um, any wheat flour on it. And there were some of the skinny chips as well. Sometimes they can change the recipe and because there's a revolt, they go back to the old recipe. Sometimes it's because it's it's more expensive to use certain products than others and um, it has to be competitively priced. But hey, I got some chips in a box that I could just put in the oven and we could have those with our meal rather than me having to do triple cooked chips from scratch where you first boil your chips, then you fry them. And oh, yeah, hey, it, it's, it's a long process, but it's worth it in the end. So keep looking round the normal aisles. And just because, I'm going to name some names here, just because in um, a, a, a supermarket that doesn't have a great selection of frozen chips for me, is Marks and Spencers. Um, most of them have something on there that we can't eat. And the ones that are okay don't have enough salt on for me that I find them a bit tasteless. So I will go to other supermarkets and, and buy um, frozen chips from there. And, and in my head, I've sort of got used to, right, that's a supermarket that I go to and buy all of those. That's a supermarket that I go to and buy all of those. I get those from this farm shop, those from that farm shop. The biscuits are amazing in that farm shop. And and it's as if on my travels every month, I, I pop into different places to get, uh, you know, maybe that I love those little crackers for cheese. And, and, you know, sometimes I can't be bothered to make things from scratch. And just because I can, it doesn't mean that I have to. Sometimes we just like something that someone else has made or baked or, or you know, something out of a packet. Um, so do start to look around. And sometimes when we go to these farm shops, we'll look and, and, and some of them have a great gluten-free selection. Uh, you will also find that pricing varies. I, I, there's a, a certain brand of biscuits that I've go to one um, farm shop. They're a pound cheaper than the other farm shop. So hey ho. But I will I will keep on going around to buy different things. I think in gluten-free world as well, something that I've got used to and, and probably in the normal world as well is we will keep seeing new and improved recipe or new and improved packaging um double check that they haven't tweaked anything in the recipe double check that there's nothing there's no disclaimer there now and that's what does happen and i think one of the most recent things that i've heard is there was a certain brand of honey cornflakes 
in the gluten-free world that a lot of people had and they've now made them honey nut and some people are loving that because they've always missed honey nut flakes but for a lot of people who can't tolerate nuts because they have a nut allergy that's meant that there's a huge huge proportion of the gluten-free market that can now no longer have those flakes and we have to say um you know please listen to us big businesses please listen to us because if we for some people it's not a choice whether they can have nuts or not for some people it's not a choice whether there's a gluten-free product that it says may can can contain soya or nuts that they are allergic to those things so they can't buy them anymore so we do have to keep changing and that's the only thing that I can say we will have to keep changing but just every time you buy does the browse acronym still apply to this product and you know I have amazing um oven chips that I just stick in the freezer I there is no better meal for us in our house and some great this is um I I make some beautiful sausages. So there's these lovely sausages that we get from Marx's. I make a a creamy sauce for them that has mango cider in as well and a few little apples. Honestly, it will blow your mind. I can't remember the exact recipe, but it's a bit of onion. Um you know, you could put anything in here, chop up some apples, chop up some mushrooms, etc. You put the cream in so it goes all nice and, and and creamy. The one thing that you're doing is you're making this sauce in the pan that you've cooked your sausages in. So all on the bottom of that um, pan where you've got those beautiful, beautiful, beautiful crunchy bits from the sausages, what you want to do is deglaze that pan, either put a little bit of cider in or a little bit of water in, whichever you prefer. Um, and I use a, a beautiful mango cider. It's actually from a local, um, stocked in a local brewery, Tring Brewery. But it's a, a pure mango cider. And the, the taste is just amazing. Then just add cream and let it boil so it starts to thicken up. And that's it. And we have triple cooked oven chips some lovely sausages and this mango cider and cream sauce. And honestly, that is one of the quickest meals. I can get that done in half an hour. And I just think half an hour to have something that, you know, everybody is just, wow, what's in this sauce? Every time I make it, people say, wow, what's in the sauce? And it's just this mango cider. Um, and sometimes I can't get mango cider. Sometimes it's mango and rhubarb. Sometimes it's just a plain cider. Uh, and every time I change it slightly, everyone says, what's in the sauce? So that's really good. That's really good. I will try and get the actual recipe and just share it as well on me, on my website, my blog, underneath this podcast as well. But I think, you know, with a ready meal, sometimes it's a case of you can stick it in the oven, leave it there for 25 or 35 minutes while you, you go off and do something else and then you come back to it. For me... Um, I've got no issue. If I can rustle something up in 30 minutes or less, that's great. And that is one of those meals that I've got limited time. The other meal that I will have, and sorry if you're, if you're dairy-free, but you can do it anyway as well with um, cheese on toast. And I just make some toast under the grill 
and then I, I will chop up some onion and put onion on there. Then I put the cheese on top, put it under the grill, turn the grill down so that cheese starts to melt at a much, much um, lower level. So it, it, it starts to melt rather than just getting hot and burning. And we will have that, you know, you can do cheese on toast in 10 minutes, can't you, under the grill. If you haven't got the grill, I'm so sorry. I don't know what you could use. You could put it in the oven, I suppose. I have done it in an oven when the grill wasn't working. But yeah, all of these sort of things are great. And these are our total gluten-free products that we can have. And they make that gluten-free bread almost acceptable. <laughs> Not all gluten-free bread, because there's some, some, some really good gluten-free bread out there. Uh, but I always say gluten-free bread will never be the same as that bread that we got used to. So anyway... I have shared a little bit. Uh, we just have to stay out of the aisles of the, you know, the most of the desserts. Uh, for me, a dessert is not a macaron. A macaron is something that goes at the side of a dessert. <laughs> so have a look around. Um, join Bake Club and learn how to make fantastic cakes yourself. You can do that's gluten-freeangela.com forward slash bake club. And you can always join there and find out how to make delicious, beautiful cakes that no one would ever know were gluten-free. Because of what I do, I tweak them. But just get into the normal aisles and start to have a look around. And it's amazing how many of those sauces you can have because there isn't wheat flour in there. It's amazing how many of those custards, those beautiful fresh custards you can have and just pour them on a beautiful piece of cake that you've made yourself. Have a look, get my coconut tart recipe uh, because that's amazing with custard and yeah, there's just so much in the normal aisles that we can now have. I cannot believe the difference in eight short years of having to give up gluten and now thinking there are options out there. And you know what? I don't have to make have everything off the gluten-free aisle. So I hope that's helped you. As I said, just understand the person that you're cooking for, or if that's yourself, then getting used to that browse acronym, Bran Rye oats, wheat and spell and also understanding if that person can tolerate gluten-free oats or not. They will know whether they can tolerate it or not. I'm fine with gluten-free oats but many of my friends aren't. So this is Gluten-Free Angela and this was just a whistle-stop tour of how to shop gluten-free with ease, with so much more ease. As long as you know what you're looking for, check every ingredient, whether that's chocolate, whether that's crisps, whether that's sweets, whether that's ready meals, whether that's packet things, whether that's jars of things, whether that's meats with a certain rub on them, whether that's fish with a few, um, shall we say, spices on, whether that's frozen spices, whether that's frozen chips, whether that's frozen... Oh, the list goes on and on and on. Hopefully I've helped. And if you know somebody who may be new to being gluten-free, why don't you share this podcast with them? Because I know if I'd have known this when I had to go 
gluten-free, I would have had such an easier time of it. It's really hard when all you do is you look at this tiny little section, the free from oil, and you think that is your world now. And it's not at all. We can have a we can still eat beautiful food, beautiful cakes, and beautiful snacks, even when we're gluten-free. So I will see you again soon. This is gluten-free Angela. You take care. Bye.